great. I think everybody ought to have it. Is it a sovereign move of God? No. No. It is up to the condition of the heart of the people. If you seek me, I'll be found. If you praise me, I will inhabit the praises of your people. And these universities are unique in that they are not, let, let's just say they're not quote unquote working people like we would get up and go to a job and so forth. But they're seeking the Lord and they're filling themselves with the word. They're filling themselves with worship, learning to devote, to consecrate themselves. So that brings us to the point that revival is anywhere that a people's heart will fill itself with God, give itself to praise, give itself to worship, give itself to seeking the Lord. And the basic things be unified, you know, be consecrated in our purpose and our devotions and so forth. But revival awaits us. David said, God, revive me as you said you would in your word. God is waiting to visit people. He stands at the door and knocks. If you open it, I'll come on in. But if revival was sovereign, then we'd have to say that God only cares about certain sections of the continent or of our nation. But realize that people are coming from everywhere because individuals in every church are hungry for something. But it requires the wholeness of the church for revival. So we all have to do our part. And this right here needs to be a continual, as it were, every time we meet, we need to extend our worship and so forth. Let God touch us. Let him mold us. Let him expand us so that he can inhabit the praises of our people. And so as people do just what we got done doing, we do it as extended times, God will not withhold anything from us. The other thing is, is that it has a title, Asbury. In other words, that's where it's at. It's not for Lima. It's not for Dayton. It's not for Sydney. Not for Walpole. It's not for Botkins. When revival comes to Botkins and the people's hearts are open, engaged to find God, to worship him, and to fill ourselves with him, revival will not be able to be stopped. And then it will be known as the Lima revival, the Sydney revival, the Walpole, the Dayton, the Botkins revival. But we don't want, want what Asbury has. Just like we didn't want what Brownsville had. It was a great thing, but it's not, it wasn't for us.
But God has something marked for we as a people. So what we're going to do is we're just going to continue to press in. We're going to continue to see God and keep praying that every campus in America gets touched and that people flood out of that, people flood into it, people support it, people keep it alive, and the hearts of it ignites into every congregation and every sanctuary in America so that we can see a great move of God in our lifetime. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you have a... Jesus in the darkness over every end. 
Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name, Jesus. Nancy has a challenge for us today. Okay, I've been studying with a friend and I can remember my mom and dad kneeling by their bed every night. And God has shown me that what we used to consider uncommon has become common. I don't want to be common. So I'm going to challenge you and I don't want to put anybody under bondage, but just for 40 days, kneel to pray. doesn't have to be any specific time. I've been back there fighting this, but I think somebody today needs to hear this. Let's not anymore make the uncommon common. Let's be on fire like we never were before. So if you're feeling led to do it, I don't care when you start it. I just feel like God wanted me to share that today. Thank you, Jesus. Let us not be common people. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn
You got to read in between the lines. Hallelujah. Now, what, what Nancy was saying was this. We need to rebuild the old places. The old places have brought us to be who we are. I remember every night at Phyllis's house, even when I was a sinning dog, her mom and dad would say, Pete, come in and pray. They'd grab my hand and drag me down onto that holy carpet. And they'd start praying in the Holy Ghost and praying over every sinner, every bug. They prayed over everything. And I'm sure Jesus might have said, pray for me. <laughs> but they prayed for everybody and everything that could move every night. Right before bed, they dragged me down. Pete, you can pray if you want. I think I don't want. But you know what? That stood out in my mind. My brother-in-law, Dennis, his wife was a Nazarene. And her mom and dad lived on the other side of the tracks. And they said every night, we would hear Adi and George Williams begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, begin to cry out to God for their loved ones, for their neighbors. And we would lay there at night and listen to them petition God. So it wasn't something they done silently. But I want to encourage you if you used to read the Bible at a certain time or before supper or something like that, start doing those things again. Begin to rebuild those old places that have become so familiar. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, Ashley, we're going to sing some song, Follow Jesus, or... Sorry. 